0: Hey there everyone, Guy here, just popping in to let you know that this is actually a recording of our live show that we do over on Twitch.tv slash nonsense once every three months or so on the Equinoxes and Solstices. The next one we got coming up is going to be pretty exciting, so make sure to tune in for that. The unedited version of this episode, with the video intact, will be up on our YouTube channel. Both of these will be linked down in the description, so... At the end, we take some audience questions. It's a fun time. Look forward to seeing you in the next one. That, hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hello everyone. Hello. Welcome to Space. Oh, um how's everyone doing? I'm Amazing. surprised this has gone as smoothly as like I expected <laughs> so far, so... Um,
2: well, <laughs> we're about five seconds in, so... Yeah, so just, uh, <laughs> the
1: transitions have worked, the soundboard has it's
2: worked... If has taught me anything, the beginning of a mission smoothness is not indicative of how it's gonna go. It's, what is this, this gameplay? I I,
3: is this? I, you're crouching i don't understand crouching. <laughs> yeah, you guys we were talking about it earlier
4: you guys said this was a stealth game not a shooter i don't i don't understand I yeah what you're
1: going everybody. to be seeing on stream is probably some really impressive stuff followed by immediately the dumbest <laughs> shit you've ever seen because i i'm Brilliant. it's like a coin flip it's either like hell yeah teleport behind fucking backflip stab or uh so this is me recording earlier like barely awake so enjoy that you're not not actively
2: playing this i am not actively playing this now i was streaming rather
1: (laughs) um okay well um guy would you like to take it from the top and
0: have everyone introduce themselves absolutely well i'm guy you might know me from ghosts on a train or from real life as guy but my buddy uh, guy maybe maybe but and i will be moderating this discussion on dishonored uh, next up, we'll go to, uh, let's go to Kai, because you're right up at the top of the, the list on the stream.
4: All right. Um, my name is Kai. Uh, I do Chain of Being, which is a sci-fi audio drama, and I also do sound art stuff, which is uh, hard to listen to.
0: It's real neat <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and just continuing down, Greg.
2: Hi, I'm Greg. I run and edit Ghosts on a Train, the thing you might know Guy from. Maybe. You might also know me from real life. No, you don't. Can <laughs> any of us really know each other? I mean, I actually know and yet...
0: Brian and Guy. I'd
2: rather reading and... <laughs> understanding.
0: But do <dude>. hmm. <sighs> something, right. something new type. You write that, Greg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: getting a existential essential. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Tony. I am marketing director of Fasting Nonsense, and I am a player that is tormented often by the next person who will introduce himself, Brian, in I, I East Coast Adventures. Yeah, okay, you're fucking sadist, sadist. Hello,
3: my name's Brian Malave. I am the dungeon master for the East Coast Adventures group. Uh, dungeon also Daddy. Known as, yes, Dungeon Daddy to some people.
1: Where's your hat? In Fuck. or
3: out of the group. I always forget the hat. It's, uh, it's too far away. It's <laughs> another it's simply room. too far. I, just, I can't grab it.
2: Brian, this as is fellow GMs, we're like I've noticed we're we're, we're sort of across the way. Uh, like Tony's between us, we could like high five through through Tony maybe. Oh, everyone,
1: give me a high five. Let's go. Uh, uh, is just
2: it this way. It's Brian.
1: Your your left. Gerd, you're right. <laughs> okay, I think okay, okay. unless your shit's mirrored, there it is. <laughs>
0: okay, there we <you> go. <laughs> we're, we're professionals. There we obviously go. Absolutely. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> All right, so guy, what is Dishonored? Dishonored is Dishonored is a stealth game set in the world of Dunwall, I want to say.
2: The city of Dunwall.
0: The city of Dunwall. Pride maybe. of Dunwall maybe. <laughs> Pride of Dunwall. <laughs> the furry ghost on train peeps. Released in 2012, it's kind of got this like pseudo-Victorian kind of like. It's it's actually very similar in like theme and tone to Blades in the Dark. Well
2: it's 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 the it's listed as one of the explicit inspirations of Ghostlines. There we go. Which was the basis of the world. Yeah, if if you look at Ghostlines, it's inspirations is Dishonored by Art by Arcane. I mean, like, again, the city's called Dunwall, and the city in Blades is called Duskwall. Like, <laughs> like unapologetically a fan game. Just goes to show, if you want to make a fan game of something, you never know if you're going to make the next Blades in the Dark or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll be discussing Dishonored. This is our first live show, so it's mm, yeah we're still feeling it out i'm a little nervous uh, but pretty well so far
1: no drop frames that's good right
0: yeah
2: <laughs> you don't want to drop frames don't you jinx no. me i'm a, I'm a big time us. gamer <laughs> and dropping a frame is the worst thing you can do to a frame. <laughs>
4: Frames win games, guys. It's just. Oh,
0: God. Let's just start, like, going back in verse order. And, Brian, what'd you think of the game? All right. So, this is
3: my second time playing through this game. I played it back mm-hmm. when it released, uh, aeons ago. I loved it the second time round as much as the first time. Uh, granted, the first time I played, I always have to play the goody goody. Uh, not because I like to be good, but I like the challenge because. Like in life, it's harder to be a good person than a bad person. Metaphors. Hmm. Uh, But this time I had a lot more fun because I didn't have to worry about the constraints of hiding unconscious bodies on the rooftop of the golden cat. And I just (laughs) murdered everybody. (laughs) It was very catholic. I, I enjoyed this second playthrough very much.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Delightful. I'm going to actually jump over to Greg for a very specific reason. But Greg, what'd you think of the game? This is not my, my multiple time playing through Dishonored, but I have
2: tried to start Dishonored uh, two different times before this. Once my computer was a shit, and the second time I just couldn't get into it for some reason. Um, so my Steam had, like, three hours already when I, like, booted up. Three hours from, like, 2016. So I was like, okay, let's go. But no, it was a, a lot of fun, actually. Like, now that I have, like, now that the game's so old, my, uh, like, my laptop can run it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really good. I, 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 um, I did so 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 in in our little discord chat brian and i were occasionally talking so i did the low chaos run uh so we sort of kind contra- contrasting the good the good ending that he did the first time around where you don't kill people and yeah it is really cool with one noted exception that uh sucks and i'll complain about later uh it is normally harder to kill people and uh, but also can be more interesting except for rats every single time i saw a rat like i would like fuck him up like that scene in starship troopers where like the kids are like we're doing our part stepping on the bugs and i was like keeping dunwall clean
1: <laughs> now no, greg will you explain what chaos is in the context of the game
2: yes yes so um goody good good ending good 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 good, being a good person uh really just not killing people uh the within the fiction of of uh dishonored there is a, a rat plague infecting the city and so more corpses means more infected because it's more disease so uh if you kill fewer people if you do like non-lethal takedowns there's fewer bodies and therefore lower chaos um and there's other like narrative stuff for like not killing people but like the the, the, the basic thing the basic explanation for why every single person you kill like theoretically matters is because it will increase the chaos As there will be more corpses and the plague will get worse, and the whole city will get shit. I don't see the problem with that. So I did low cast, Brian, to high (laughs) cast. Just us the atmosphere.
0: I mean, like it's also unrealistic because rats will absolutely eat you if you're unconscious too. Like they don't care.
2: They're rats. No, they know. (laughs) (laughs) Rats know.
0: Like, oh yeah, this guy's dead.
2: Yeah, the the rats have
1: a hive mind moral compass. Like, oh, uh, that's that person's not dead. We can't low eat key, them.
2: low key in the very first. Um, I, what is it? Uh, in the very first mission, I did like I, Blow chaos. By the way, isn't killing like no people? It's just like keeping it like keeping it pretty low. But so I have killed people, but also un- knocked people out. And in the first mission, at least, um, I remember seeing the rats. Tearing the corpse apart and just leaving the unconscious body right there. Like I was genuinely worried for a second. There was like, "You best get away from that guy." And they're just like, "Nope, nope, we're eating this corpse and leaving." So they know. They go they
0: They know. They the rats have moral compass better than like house cats, I guess. And you killed them. How dare you? I'm doing right.
2: their filth. Sorry. <laughs>
3: Guy, what you think of the game? <laughs> <Right> <laughs>
0: <up>. <laughs>
4: yeah, uh, I I enjoyed myself, but I had some like um, things that I found a little bit annoying about it. Uh, I didn't have the patience to do a, a peaceful run. Um, I have I played this game, or well, I can't remember whether I played this game or watched my brother play it. But it came out when I was ten years old, so I'm imagining I watched my brother play it. Uh, and so I kind of know the general i knew about it beforehand um i think i played more of the second one um uh which i quite enjoyed uh but yeah overall a good experience it's a it's a well put together well-rounded game i'd say right
0: on and tony what do you think about the game because i had saved tony and i for last for very particular reasons as we'll get into in a moment i'm curious if it changed though in your time getting the footage <laughs>
1: I guess before I go into details, what are other questions that are going to we're going to be talking about? That way, if like there's something that can be saved for a later discussion, we don't have to talk about it now.
0: Wow, spoilers! Mm,
2: spoilers for our own stream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into spoilers like pretty much right off the bat because honestly, when it comes to games like this, and just because there's so much more to talk about narratively, I feel, and just like what you were doing and when that we're going to get into spoilers pretty quick. I think the first question that I can actually ask before we get deep into it would be that the development team for Dishonored, specifically this first one, they they're kind of, you know, legacy developers came from Half-Life 2, Deus Ex and a variety of other like different kind of prestige games. Do you think there are elements that are kind of reminiscent of those other games in Dishonored? And we'll start with you, Tony, because, well, we left off there.
1: Well, I, I mean, I guess I'll go back to how I felt about the game. I just I just didn't want to make sure that anything I talked about, I guess I'll go ahead and just say I would never played Deus Ex or Half-Life. So I don't really have an answer to either question. I know very little about Elathomate. both of those games. So I guess that answers that question right off the bat. Um, <laughs> So I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy this game, but there were a lot of things like that irked me. Like a lot of it can be super satisfying, but I realized that I did not care narratively about what was going on. Like, there's no characters that stood out to me. Like, really, like it, it, I, I didn't really care what I'm doing. Corvo is like completely personality so I don't care about Corvo as like a character. At least maybe I needed to play more. I don't know maybe that develops, but I wasn't attached to oh, like the main character. <laughs> <laughs> is there, I mean, it's cute. Him and the, the, the Emily. Emily, the little girl, like they have a cute, like friendship thing because he's like, take care of her. because your mom get fucking stabbed like in the first five minutes of the game. But like, that's yeah. the thing is it tries to build this world immediately. And i have no context and it just i'm not i'm thrown <laughs> yeah, into yeah, it the
2: fastest like, beginning oh, of a game ever
1: <laughs> Yeah, the one woman in this game is already dead and the rest are just like fucking maids like it's just so uninteresting to me i'm yeah. like oh cool a powerful woman leader like this is a well, have I,
2: have I described the premise? Could could you could you summarize that beginning bit? That's so oh so very fast. Did we talk about like the the, the narrative? It's premise? just hide and seek, right?
4: <laughs> and then you get betrayed.
0: I'll get into it, I, because I I honestly echo a lot of those sentiments that Tony has. Where I could not get into this game. I attempted to play it about three times over the course of the month leading up when I was not going absolutely out of my Gordon editing for this show. But <laughs>
2: love being in the edit minds.
0: Oh yeah, those podcast minds, they'll they'll get you. But I every single time that I attempted to play this game ended with me having a headache, either in just like not enjoying myself. I yeah. also tried for a low chaos run, and it's not as if I don't like kind of the grim dark setting or the uh stealth games in general is just something about this was not gelling with me and it just it felt mm. bad to me As despite how much energy i put into it i was raised on like thief gold metal gear solid and like i'm on a ghost lines blades in the dark podcast and i love <laughs> warhammer 40k like
2: <laughs> should be receptive to this setting so it can- <laughs> by all
0: accounts like this should work for me and it didn't and right from the get-go they drop you off like you get on a boat and they're just like oh yeah the plague's really bad and you're just looking around and then they bring you to you're the spy master. you got to go talk to the the empress and emily the little girl comes up to you and is like hey we could play and then you can do hide and seek it's very cute but in those first like five minutes most of what you're doing is you're being on a boat looking around and then The Empress is just like, oh, Corvo, my beloved. And then just like immediate assassins is assassinated. (laughs) It's like, cool. yeah. Yeah. It's a very odd thing because it felt like the game was trying to like, here, you can do all of this stuff. Here's how to like you figuring out what to Mm -hmm. do. Here's all this agency. But it doesn't actually give you any narrative or mechanical agency at least that's how it felt to me because it's like immediately you're captured and put into the dungeons and time skip six months yeah and I don't know if that's
3: maybe their attempt for it's it's hard to be connected to a main protagonist when you're this when you're just a silent hero and I don't know if that was like kind of their attempt of just like hey here's just like very quick like vague setting throw you in there, we want you to be Corvo, you to be the, you know, fresh eyes on this, and I I don't know if that was their attempt on like trying to have that like fast
1: tutorial or, you know, setting in the beginning It's just weird because they set you up as a silent hero a la like Fallout the Bethesda games where you have no backstory
0: Let's just like call it what it is, like you you start off as effectively Gordon Freeman. Like, this is
2: That's the DNA pretty much in the, the opening yeah,
0: yeah. Like, of Half-Life, and they do very much the similar thing where, like...
2: You're on a vehicle, somebody's talking about it. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. They show
0: you, like, all of these things of, like, there's a bunch of things that you can do, but it doesn't feel like you have much control over what happens. Yeah. The biggest distinction, I feel, as someone who has played through Half-Life 2 episodes one and two and half-life the original gordon freeman very much like does not have character except what like character is attributed to him but in dishonored because the only kind of interactions you have are enemies like the the only time you're actually like communicating or like talking to or getting sort of any sort of character or shape for who you are supposed to be it is either someone trying to kill you or someone you are trying to avoid outright, so the the interaction, kind of the characterization, can be avoided hmm. versus Half Life Two, where it is very much front and center, and that's that's where I feel like with the silent protagonists, it that's where it kind of breaks down for me.
1: I think it's continue, fair.
0: Continue. I'm sorry, I cut you off. <laughs>
1: no no it's um but like related to that like you know he's a silent protagonist but they also give him like a backstory but that backstory doesn't feel like it matters like fucking at all except for like he has a connection with this little girl and that's like the only thing that like you have like about his past at least and, and that may change like in the future i don't know i didn't obviously i'm in like the second or third mission or oh, actually i got quite a bit further in in this um
2: with 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 emily emily Caldwell. so the 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 very beginning so there's like the two tutorials they're they're kind of they're 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 interesting but like you can skip the hide and seek tutorial with emily which feels like such a miss like i i didn't skip it of course Mm because like one it's the stealth tutorial and two it's like oh so you're the royal protector uh but also you're like on such friendly terms with this with this little girl she's practically your daughter but but it's like you could, the fact that you can skip that it's like I mean I guess you could be like ah I can decide that Corvo's standoffish and it's like okay well then there's like nothing left there's nothing yeah. left for Corvo because the combat tutorial is like it's an exciting scenario to tell somebody where it's like yeah the combat tutorial is an assassin comes to kill the Empress and you got to learn how to attack and block at that but it's like you don't have like a reason to to care. You barely establish this relationship before you immediately kill the empress off.
0: <laughs> it is also like over so fast that like oh, yeah. you don't really get a full feel for what you need to be doing. But right? outside
2: of that, besides like Corvo's backstory and that, like the only other characterization he gets that is kind of it's it's neat and it does culminate to something that we do ask questions about. Your chaos mm-hmm. level is like like because you are Corvo, mm-hmm. like people people react to your actions both in like in like the the sense of like oh if you do this thing uh in one mission, uh then maybe in the next mission it's like, oh, this is a thing that happened from your actions, but also like your chaos level in general. Like people apparently respond to you differently Very obviously differently. i only experienced one of them but i had to look it up and so every single time i'd like i'd be like oh well now that i've done i'm done with this person let me look up their thing And it's like on a high chaos run this person says this 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 and it's like oh okay so like corvo's a different dude mm. if i murder murdering <laughs> yeah.
3: and it's hard it's hard to set a backstory for a character that you're supposed to mold of like their like moral compass with like mm. yeah so it, it i get the the lack of detail for his backstory because you're supposed to be the one kind of carving his path that's fair but i would
2: have i would I'm, I'm still it does feel like such a miss though that oh, like, the two yeah. things that are set in stone is connection with this little girl with emily and so like i mean i mean, I guess i guess that could be your soul i guess that could be your soul motivation but also like theoretically you're super close to your empress that like you're going on a whole you're going on a dishonored you're doing a dishonored because somebody somebody killed her
3: i went whole man on fire in this game like (laughs) rampage It must
2: have been for a reason
1: (laughs) but i I don't want any of this narrative talk to take away from the fact that the game can often be really fucking fun and i found myself enjoy even though like i could not care less about like what was happening narratively like it just really didn't interest me um mechanically I was very much enjoying because it felt very railroaded at the beginning. Like there's one path and I'm like, that's fucking boring. But then it really started to open up and I really enjoyed that quite a bit where it's like, I can literally play this how I want. And I think the first couple times that I was like trying to play this game, it was like, I was really tired and things like that. And it's, it's not a game that you can just kind of relax and play. I don't feel like, like, it can be kind of stressful, very tactical. And so I think that was kind of my issue the very first like couple times I picked it up. But I found myself playing it today for like three hours and like mainly having a good time. I don't like the progression system, but I like mechanically how the game is. And I would actually like to pick y'all's brain about the, the, the progression system after we go around and talk. Maybe talk about some <laughs> gameplay stuff. Yeah, Brian, because you had something to say.
3: Oh, I did
1: um <laughs> no i think i i
3: think no that that last point i made with the backstory i think that's what i was just trying to
1: which is a super valid point kind of helps me make some peace with corvo as well yes but what if you don't want to care more what if you just want to murder people
2: it would have been cool to get a win like it would have been cool to open up with some sort of win um because so many people in the game are always like oh my gosh like well at least the the loyalists that you meet they're like corvo you're such a you're such a man of integrity and such a good royal protector like we like we not for a second did we believe it we broke you out of prison it's like okay like
1: we took all these risks to get you
2: all i've done so far (laughs) yeah i've played hide and seek (laughs) and i failed to protect the empress (laughs) like i'm glad you guys believe in me
0: (laughs) Uh, but uh Kyle, you got anything for this? Uh,
4: was this like the the Half Life Two Deus Ex? Half Life Two, versus, as well yeah. as just
0: sort of like just kind of the the whole like intro of the game, just like
4: yeah, I've I've not played um, Half Life Two or, or Deus Ex, uh, uh, but Shame. so I can't really talk to that. But in terms of like the intro and stuff. um yeah, I mean, I don't think I
2: was alive when either game came out, so you can't really. <laughs> there's the there's the new Deus Ex. Oh, true. I haven't played the old Deus Ex because it was like I was like way too young for that. But there's like a, a newer DSX oh. that um is all right. I played that one; it's fine. You might enjoy it. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, maybe give it a go. Yeah, uh, but in terms of the intro, I I was kind of I started it and I didn't hate it too much, but I do I do understand the problem of like yeah, just literally hide and seek and then immediately killed. I seem to remember. I remember the, the second one having a similar sort of thing as well. Um, but then playing as, I think it's like old, like grown up uh, Emily as well, which i quite liked. And then she talks, I think, during it. So they definitely seem yeah. to have learned their lesson uh, of kind of, you know, silent protagonist I mean, I used to play a lot of Destiny and Destiny, or Destiny 2 even, and they kind of decided not to have the character talk, which I don't think worked for it. But then in things like Skyrim, it kind of works because you have so much choice over what you look like and what you do and the way you carry yourself and the things you do that it kind of, you can totally put yourself onto it, but they've kind of half built this character for you and you're like completing it like a sort of connect the dots almost. And it's just kind of, yeah, but yeah, it's sort of intro was very quick, but again, I was kind of getting through it quite quickly. So it kind of, it kind of worked for me a little bit, but yeah, not fantastic.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bioware arcane ain't unfortunately, but not everyone can be. So let's get right into our standard array, and that is what were you expecting going into the game, and did it match that or change after playing? And let's start with Greg, because you haven't had too much of an opportunity to talk.
2: Oh, sure, sure, I like your insights. I'm a, I've, I've got a notepad here, so I'm just, like, lazy over what notes would be written. Because, like, they weren't notes on the questions, they're just notes on, like, the vibes I have. So I've got, like, <laughs> peeping in lockholes is fun! <laughs> and, like, other stuff. No, vibes um, are good. So, so yeah, so I, um, so, yeah, I, I run a <laughs> podcast uh, playing Ghost Lines, which is, uh, has a setting that is very, very inspired mm. by the Dishonored setting. Um... So I was, like, I had some notion of what to expect uh, as far as, like, the, the set dressing. I was not quite expecting the the hub mission style stuff because I rather I didn't expect um, that it would be different hubs each time. Because when I, when I had played back in 2016, uh, I only got to, like, I got out of the prison and then I did, like, the first chapter. I think it was in the middle of the first chapter. I didn't even finish it. But I think I just assumed that, like, okay, yeah, this... This one street in Dunwall is is going to be the hub. And you, you, you return to it, but like you go the it's a series of like different uh hubs, like here's a here's one street, here's a, a party, here's uh um, here's uh like another another sort of district for you to fuck around in. And so that was all that was very interesting to me. And I uh I guess I was expecting something uh originally a little more in the like Elder Scrolls vein, I think. Mm. Maybe well, this is back the first time I played, but I was expecting something a little more in the Elder Scrolls vein. But I didn't realize that it would be like the progression would be upgrades, and there wouldn't be like less less, less numbers than I thought, which is great. I'm I'm glad that there's less numbers; it's, it keeps it snappy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it it ex- exceeded my expectations, uh, gameplay wise in a very nice way. Uh, my settings, uh, expectations were were matched.
0: Right, Kai, Let's go to you because I'm going counterclockwise this time, I guess.
4: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've seen gameplay of it because, you know, my brother was playing it and I'd watch it when I was little. Um, I think Mm -hmm. going back a second time, (laughs) it it kind of is, is, is as I remember it combat was a little bit i don't remember the the gun being so overpowered like (laughs) you know i was doing a a just a a a sort of i say speed run but with none of the tactics as in i was just playing it very quickly to try and get through as much as possible um not really in the spirit of the game but you know and so i would find i get caught a lot and you know what i tell a lie i did try and do a, a sort of stealth not killing anyone and then i got caught in like the first prison break mission and then cut the guy's head off and was like well i mean there's no way going back from here. (laughs) there's no button button i can press to undo this Uh, and i found out there is a save thing but like I i couldn't immediately jump back like every time i fucked up there's no like reset checkpoint kind of thing so i just went well i've killed this guy so i might as well just kill everyone else in sight um uh Recently. you know, yeah, of course. That's how it goes. Um, and then just went round and did exactly that. It's aged pretty well, but I think because they went for such a an art style with it that it kind of yes. it just sits nicely. It's a bit like Mirror's Edge, um I found. Like
2: I have a oh, yeah. I have a note in my notepads that I scrolled past that was like, I really appreciate how everybody looks a little gross and weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every single person looks a little yeah. weird. Like they're they're gritty. They're it's it's not like fully cartoony, but it's stylized.
4: I think I said in the chat like I don't trust anyone because everyone looks evil. <laughs> like everyone's out to betray me because they all look like bastards. Um, yeah, that's that's the. I don't even know if that answered the question, but yeah, it was. It's aged better than I expected. I went around killing everything. Found it harder to be stealthy.
3: Uh, and guns was very op, but yeah, i will
0: take it. Brian, you're up
3: all right so uh for my second playthrough i honestly i know they promote the game of like oh you, you can be good or bad and there's going to be plenty of differences between the two mm. i kind of took that with a grain of salt i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure most things are going to be the same when i go completely evil and honestly i was terribly surprised of like how much change per mi- like as i progressed through the missions and as <laughs> the body mm. counts increased on each of my missions uh you know the levels got more difficult in a different sense of not like trying to uh if you're just trying to do stealth but even if you're just trying to blast through there's more more guards uh i saw i got to witness like a whole group of uh what is it weepers is the name of the the victims yes yeah i saw a whole drove of them just start like taking out this post of guards Jesus. and i'm just like what is this mayhem uh your my interact interactions with the outsider he's way more sassy to
0: you Holy when shit. you're evil
3: have we mentioned the outsider no we haven't
0: we'll, we'll get to him i i have something in mind for him, yeah so. and
3: and especially i and we can get to you know if we're talking about like our favorite points in the game but like something happens later in the game because I was evil that was like it made me so happy and mad and I'm just like <laughs> I deserve this but I'm still mad about it Um, <laughs> so as like a replayability standpoint it was it was awesome seeing these differences a second time through and really appreciating the evil side of things
0: for mm. a change that's very mm. cool that like they had that much of a difference even though like the city fundamentally remains the same yeah yeah, everyone hated me.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. Totally. So I actually knew very, very, very little about this game. Nearly nothing because I saw a trailer for Dishonored 2 at E3 one year. So my entire expectations were kind of based on that. And 2 looks like, obviously, it's it's like four years later. It looks, I think it came out in 2016. It looks a lot better. Um, visually, it's like really nice because it's like next gen. It was, you know, Xbox One uh, compared to like, PS3 and Xbox 360. So, I guess like visually, I was like, knowing it was older, I thought it would look a little worse. And it actually ends up look, looking a little better than I expected as well. Um, it's stylized enough that, like, obviously the textures aren't crazy, but everything looks very cohesive. Um, there's a lot of games from this era that just don't hold up. There's a lot of PS3 games that were trying to really push, you know, that like photorealism because it's a more powerful console and it just looks like garbage. So I can really appreciate it visually for that. I was, I think, because my experience with a lot of stealth games is also, like Guy said, like Metal Gear Solid. Um, and um, I played a lot of Assassin's Creed. I think I expected the progression system to be a little different. I'm used to like Assassin's Creed, like your upgrades and stuff like that are kind of like part of the narrative. And I found myself like... I found it super fucking tedious because they tell you, oh, there's, you know, you got one of seven runes and then you look and they're like all over the place. You're like, God, like, I feel like I'm missing out by not doing it, but I just want to get on with the story. And then the bone shards, which are, are you functionally unique? Those are also all over the place. And I felt like, well, if I don't get them, then I'm like missing out on a big part of the game. And like, I didn't like yeah. that because it felt like I- I'm FOMOing. Like I'm, I'm feeling like I'm missing out and I feel like I'm not enjoying the game. If I don't do literally like completionist and like, so that really irked me for some reason. And I, I, I felt like I wasn't like, playing the game to its fullest because i wasn't doing every little thing the game had to offer it's really it was really weird
4: i think if if i used any other ability except for the teleportation one that probably would have annoyed me as well but all i was doing was just blinking (laughs) around the place so i needed about max seven runes to fully upgrade it that was all i had to do because it's just why would i do anything else except for oh you want to stab me i'm on that (laughs) roof now so have fun i guess like it's just yeah I don't know. I'm a movement guy in games, it seems. I
0: have something to add to that specifically. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll just roll into my answer to the question because it fits here. Very clever. As I said before, I grew up on Thief. I grew up on Metal Gear Solid, MGS 1 through 3 in particular. Hell yeah. Never got a PS3, so I never played 4. Whoops. Oops. <laughs> Whoopsies. Oh, no. And, like, I'm into the kind of the grim dark setting so like it's not anything too new to me but the one thing that kind of stuck out to me and really bugged me in like thief or hitman uh if you get found out like it's it's either like you need to be really really aggressive which they do have in this game or you fail very quickly and it felt like the failure was Just like a little bit too slow. Like it's, it took too long to die, just like straight up. Yeah. And then depending on if you auto saved, it'd take you back too far. Yeah. Depending on if you auto saved, it'd take you back too far. So like it kind of encourages save scumming, which is very, that just doesn't feel very good at all. It's also not quick to save as well. And then the loading
1: screens oh god the the load times are ridiculous with that so to go on with like it takes forever to fail because when you reload it takes like an entire minute at least it did on xbox yeah. it took like a
2: fucking minute oh, oh god
3: oh i can't relate i've played on pc yeah. <laughs> they're like oh okay yeah,
2: my laptop <laughs> my, Fuck, my laptop really? from 2020 was playing this 2012 game like nothing three second loading screens <laughs> I, I
0: found that the saving was still quite tedious yeah, It's annoying right. as like a yeah. a function that is kind of encouraged. And likewise, a big problem that I had with the game is it doesn't really give you too many tools to avoid conflict or to escape conflict. Pretty much you are limited to two powers, which is, you know, the same button both times, and that's either teleportation or time manipulation. You have no other options. There's no option for like non-lethal takedowns. Other than just a uh, sleep dart behind person, sleep but you can't really use that in combat.
2: Uh, yes, oh, you, yeah, can. you can. It, it, it just takes a couple <laughs> seconds if you shoot normally, uh, and then if you get the sleep dart upgrade, then it's instant. I i i, I got i i was the most powerful coward there was. Somebody finds <laughs> me sleep dart. Uh, what's that? I'm surrounded. Time stop. I'm gone.
0: <laughs> Fair enough, but it but, it felt yeah, that- to me like they gave a lot more options to lethality yes which yeah. yes in a game that seems to be kind of more inclined to stealth that just felt odd to me that mm-hmm. like they they gave more options to the one kind of that like this is the bad one you do, you're doing the bad if you do this and so it's it's telling you one thing with kind of the narrative and like the loading screens because like they do have like if you kill less people like you you get a different ending like it pretty much straight up like tells you like stealth is good
2: it tells you not only not only that it's a different ending but they also are explicitly like by the way the ending will be less grim if you're nice like they are straight yeah. up like setting expectations right now you kill a lot of people this is going to be sad
0: <laughs> i was sad straight up like it tells you like if you kill more people like if you go in for the violent route if you go for the combat it's you get a darker ending you, things are darker like overall but they did. Then they don't give you as many tools to kind of, yeah, avoid that.
2: I think that's the the. There's a fine line between like between making non-lethal harder because it it's like it's being good should be harder, which it's
0: parrots harder. what
1: Brian was saying earlier.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Meanwhile, be evil. Yeah, being evil, it's like rad as hell. But the problem is if you make it too rad, and if you make being good not rad enough then you can sort of feel like you're missing out.
1: Being good needs to feel
2: rewarding. It was, it's, uh, I had a good time, but in the back half, uh, I did notice a pattern where, yeah, every single, I'd, I'd be doing good at myself. Every single time I was noticed, it's like, well, time to just do bend time, zip somewhere else, wait this out, and like, that was my move. Right.
0: <laughs> they limit your toolbox. You find the one thing that works, and you just keep doing that over and over and over and over and over, and like, <laughs> That can be fun if they, like, design it in a certain way. But for me, at least, and admittedly, I have not played that much of the game. It was already growing tedious for what little I got through. And I find that upsetting. Apparently possession you
2: could also use to escape. Apparently possessing a person, like, just is is good. Like, I, they don't know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> unless you
3: have them walk off a cliff.
2: Unless you have them walk off a cliff, then they're like, oh, well, clearly you just had them walk <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> but it's like, you, you could have somebody fighting and apparently just, like, possess a dude in front of somebody. And they'll be like, well, I guess he's gone. Which is very funny to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is very funny, but it's, I I guess I was expecting in the game, like, they gave you, like, a toolbox, like, the, the structure of the game and the structure of, like, the levels once it actually, like, you get past the kind of tutorial, of the prison break, is you are at A, here is B, this is your target, there is a million things to do in between that, basically, like, an entire city, do what you want. And then they don't give you that many tools to really play in that sandbox. And that upset me. So I was expecting maybe a little bit more, a little bit more variety, a little bit more versatility, a little bit more like, I can figure out what to do here. And it felt like the figure out what to do was like, I kept coming up with the same answer. And that, that kind of sucked. So I was expecting a little bit more from you, Dishonored. You let me down, single tiered. You always just just go to Granny Rags and
3: she'll take care of everything for you. She's the best. I, I did get to Granny Rags,
0: Susan Sarandon.
1: Granny Rags was was pretty good. You know, I I think something. I, I think the game took itself a little bit more serious than I was expecting it to because, like, I felt like the game atmospherically. I, maybe I would have been a bit more interesting, like interested in it, if I thought it was like. A bit funnier, like something to it, it feels like it takes itself very seriously a lot of times, though. A lot of like what happens is so over the top ridiculous, like swarms of rats eating people. It's just like absurd, yeah. But like, I felt like I wanted more things like Granny Rags, like, I wanted more humor. Everything's felt so dark and gritty and serious, and I'm like, I'm not interested in the world enough that like. I care. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I think that was one thing that also like stifled my expectations is like I, I think I expected to laugh more. Maybe it's because Titanfall two was funnier than I expected, that I was hoping this would also be pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um yeah.
2: Dishonored does, does feel like an old like reading like a classic like a classic novel sometimes yeah with how like yeah like the, the, the the narrative the way it goes like the the story a very very serious at points although sometimes like a humorous like one humorous thing could happen but it's like corvo will never be funny
1: it's more of like a tragic comedy than yes. a comedy you know what i mean like it it's more like tragedy over time is the comedy they're going for not like
0: any hahas. i recently saw a video by that kind of featured a an interview with the great dungeon master Brendan Lee Mulligan of oh. College Humour Dropout Roll 20 Dimension 20 etc etc et cool dude we love him it's great basically discussing how like humans it is in our nature like to comfort others either like trying to make people laugh or just like show kindness and being too serious and being too grim is like kind of antithetical to how like humans actually behave yeah So it it felt like in this game, a lot of that was kind of that kind of like humanity was lacking. And that's maybe why I didn't connect with it as much.
2: You know what they did? They did the Bethesda thing. Like a lot of the humor of the game to be found is in like books or random pages of the piece of paper that you're supposed to read Mm. while you're like climbing all over the city because it's like, what's this? (laughs) Oh, uh, excerpt from a naughty play. Oh, what's this? Oh, uh, uh, this is a diary entry. Oh, what happened to this guy is kind of funny. <laughs> but, like, it was, it, there's a lack of humanity to that kind of humor because it is just you sitting, reading some text on a screen and being like, tee And then you go back to, <laughs> to Dunwall. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, this
3: doesn't have the safe combination. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing it is a Bethesda game.
1: It technically is published by Bethesda. Yep. It is a Bethesda game. So is Doom.
2: Yeah, that's that's partially why I thought that's that's why I was expecting more Elder Scrolls.
4: You were talking about like sort of not being super into the world and things like that. Did you find that um the was it the heart of a living thing that um that you, like helps you find I the runes and stuff thing so much. Holy that was shit. The one thing keeping me it very invested in like I love a bit of like slightly strange mystery Kai, explain on. it.
2: Kai, explain it?
3: Yes, please. <laughs> Go ahead. I
4: think we're getting to the outsider, but there's mystical man.
1: Should we start with the outsider and like the mysticism of the game?
2: He's a mystical man who you'd meet in your dreams. Let's let's
4: start with the outsider. You you go to bed in the roof uh, in the, the attic of this pub And um, you wake up in this strange kind of ether in between space. And this emo um, starts telling you that he's made you
2: his. (laughs) He's just some guy. He's a magic man, but he's just, he's just some
4: guy. Like he didn't have any voice effect. I seem to, I, for some reason in my memory, I gave him a voice effect, but he just talks like a guy. So this like sort of, yeah, this guy just starts like chatting to you and sort of says, Oh, you're, you know, and then, tattoos your hand and he puts like a mark on your hand and says oh you're uh one of my children now or something like this <laughs> the mark of the outside yeah, you
1: like post hardcore yeah
4: exactly yeah <laughs> um and you know he grows your corporate grows a fringe and um all this sort of stuff and then teaches you how to teleport and you go through all this stuff and then he gives you and that's like why you have all these powers of like possession and seeing through walls and time slowness or whatever when blast yeah exactly um and so then cool thank you magic emo <laughs> Thank you, Madagomo. <laughs> Thanks for the teleportation. Um, and so then he gives you this uh, heart that is kind of got all like clockwork in it and stuff. Um, and like mechanically, it helps you kind of find the runes and you can see them through walls and it beats faster. But another thing is, if you're using it and you activate it like you would any other power, it will like whisper little snippets of things to you. So, like, um, you know, and it also changes depending on where you are as well. So, if you do it in this in between space, it kind of gives you these slightly. I don't know, mystical like snippets of... Cryptic, well, yeah yeah. Yeah, cryptic's the right word for it. Like, oh, this place is at the end of time where well, everything flows in in the end or this, that, or the other. And then, you know, you might be in... Um, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Like, the last one I just played was you go and kidnap that um, physician um, and it goes like, oh yeah, there's blood in the pylons here. Many men died to build this place, that sort of thing. Um, and it's just, it it really kind of brings... I don't know. It, it injects an amount of mystery that kind of kept me very intrigued. Of like, otherwise it would have just been, oh, this is a boring kind of. Yeah, it's like miserable. It is just like miserable. You can also pointed
2: at people. I did not. Yeah. Know it's cool as hell. Yeah. If you point it at people, uh, the heart will tell you about them. Oh shit. So like, like, uh, like if you hold it up to uh, like Piero, the guy who makes stuff, like she'll be like. He sees, the, he sees uh, devices and blueprints in his dreams. He's visited, inspired. Or like, if you go to like, uh, Havelock, it's like he has the bloodlust he's kill. he went out to sea to kill man and whale like and it's just like it's it's really cool
4: It like a bit like in the watchdogs i guess when you can kind of go up to anyone and you know scan them and it'll tell you you know their internet search history or whatever um, <laughs> but then like it, it yeah it, it it was otherwise made of a, a sort of pretty standard like boring victorian thing which is just you know i can go outside for that i live in london it's you know <laughs> <laughs> I felt right at home honestly. Um besides everybody having American accents, I did feel like, you know, this is just London. Like there's rats everywhere and
2: I got, got to go through a wall of light to get to work.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just that's just the tube. Um yeah, but it was we- oh, as a side thing, it was a bit weird to me that everyone did have American accents yet it very clearly wanted to be Victorian British. Like, you know, but um, I guess, you know, they couldn't find enough uh, could couldn't find enough English actors. <laughs> But yeah, that's better than people oi governing the ray Yeah, you know, to be honest, I probably would have hated the game a lot more if it was that.
0: <laughs> I gotta, I've gotta ask: Would it be funnier or weirder if they just had like one character with like a really like pronounced British accent? Oh shit! Just like no one else, but just one.
4: Yeah, I thought, I thought they were gonna do like the the thing that most films do where it's like all the good guys are american and all the bad guys have english accents but they didn't do that because but for some reason in my head they did because i'm so used to having that but yeah everybody was just uh sort of like subtly american so or well, i guess like posh american i don't really was that well i don't know you guys would
0: know better than i do yeah they sort yeah. of had to kind of
2: yeah yeah they did they, they, they weren't exactly the most working class
0: they were putting on <laughs> some sort of affect Right. Now for
3: uh and I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but the voice of the heart is is that Jessamine's voice?
2: So 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 I have not played the DLC yet, but I think it does elaborate on that.
3: Who's Jessamine? She's the
2: the Empress Empress that died. Mm. There's hints to it actually when you use the heart, because the heart like remembers being alive. If you like use the heart in the distillery,
1: I've been here.
2: Yeah, I've I've tasted it going uh further ahead, uh I will not elaborate further, but when you face down the assassin who actually killed the Empress and you use the heart on him, uh, the heart says, what, do you expect me to forgive this man? (laughs) And it's just like, whoa, heart, you're very opinionated about this guy in particular. (laughs) That's a nice detail there. I like that.
0: They do, like, it is the same voice actors. I'll just cut to the chase there. Like Confirmed. uh, The other part is they do show kind of like here's the the corpse of the the empress and then there's a note of like you cannot save her and then just like literally seconds afterwards like here's the heart so it's like they, they kind of draw a lot of yeah. lines yeah.
2: this game i wasn't present for the transistor episode but i did suggest it so um but i i do know some of us here are familiar with vibe based gaming <laughs> it's true but the problem is dishonored um Chose not to subsist entirely on vibes, but to, like, feed us vibes that were very interesting, but then also have a narrative that was kind of mm, a little lacking. So it's just, like, well... Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I'm playing for the vibes, you got me, but also, <laughs> yeah. like, we're, like, we're doing full conversations with people, like, you can just tell me. Like, it's bad.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So the more we talk about this, the more I, I feel like I would have enjoyed the game more had I just been able to spend more time to explore everything and do everything. I feel like as a complete package, this game might be feel more cohesive, but as I take individual parts that I've kind of like been not quite surface level, but I, you know, I only have like a little bit of time with everything. Every, there's a bunch of stuff that just feels like lackluster but I feel like if I were to play it all and experience it all like a bit more seriously, maybe I'd enjoy it more as a complete package. Maybe.
4: You were talking about how like there's like vibes and then what actually happens. Like a really good example of that, because I was just I played like a few hours ago just to kind of, you know, catch myself up and get a bit as far ahead as I could. I was I just finished the mission where you kidnap the physician whose name I keep forgetting. Is it like Soly- Sokolov? Sokolov,
2: that's it. Um Sokolov. Just like just like in Metal Gear. That's all I could think about. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, same in the introduction it says like oh yeah he does all this like you get a rune there and the outsider whenever you pick up a rune sometimes the outsider will come to you and go oh are oh, you're killing a lot of people huh and does does that sort of <laughs> uh, he talks oh, I got you. a lot of that <laughs> yeah um and then he said oh yeah like he he constantly he thinks he can summon me and um he you know studies the runes that i that i make or he studies my runes and um does all this thing you know he could start by being more interesting this sort of thing and then like Uh, which are quite light, and I was like, oh, okay, so he's doing, like, magic science, and he's kind of, you know, trying to study the runes and stuff. And I go, and he's not doing any of that. Like, it's just a library and a woman in a cage, and that's, like, the whole mission. And it's like, (laughs) where? I want to see this shit. Like, I want to see rituals that he's doing under churches and stuff. Like, that sounds sick as fuck, but instead I am, it's just more,
0: you know,
2: depressing. Show me the atrocities.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's so Bethesda. Yeah, I think this game has a problem with Telling rather than showing,
4: yeah, and absolutely. that
0: kind of pervades the entire experience. Uh, so let's get right into the question. We're going to start with you, Brian. All right. uh, what was the moment that stuck with you most, narratively and in gameplay?
3: Uh,
0: so this one. Actions
3: have consequences, <laughs> especially when a lot of those actions is brutal murder. So <laughs> the Weird, right the final mission of the game you uh sam the boat farer, takes you to rescue emily from the uh yeah
2: there's one guy who takes you to every single hub mission and he's like he's like the number uh, one hey, corvo man, you're awesome at least at least in my playthrough <laughs>
3: <laughs> so he was a little less enthusiastic about me for the most part but and it's still i'm just, i'm still like shocked by what happened because i wasn't expecting it. and it's one of those things that like this didn't happen to me when I played the good route, and I I, I can't believe mm. this just happened. But he drops you off, and he is he. T- it, it, this is where he just spills his heart out to you, and he's just like, "Listen, like you've killed terrible people, but I I, I think you're the absolute worst out of them all." And <laughs> he gets you, he gets you to the, he gets you to the dock, and he's like, "Get out, like just out." And if you like wait there for a little bit, he he gets aggressive, and so I get out. And then he pulls out his gun and he's like, "I drop. I did what I needed to do, but now I'm gonna do what I think is best and let them know that you're here." And he fires his gun off in the air, and I'm like, "Sam, why?"
2: I, Buddy, I thought we like. I, <laughs> is it because I summoned a horde of rats to kill the <laughs> bottle <three> boys? Like, <laughs> like, like,
3: was it the murder? Everyone I killed
1: turned to ash. Like what? come on
3: and I was so I like I paused the game and I just had to like collect myself I'm just like I feel betrayed even though this is justified like what What the fuck Sam well 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 the consequences of your own actions That's awesome <laughs> right yeah and then I had to immediately murder Sam and everyone else that came running oh no you had to kill Sam I didn't have to I was uh, listen
1: <laughs>
3: it was
2: <laughs> you proved proved him right it was
3: a moment of weakness i i felt betrayed and then everything (laughs) turned red bad person i don't know but hey wind blast is a hell of a spell oh shit so that was that was probably this part that stood out for me the most this second time through and uh still great
0: keeping on the counterclockwise theme, Tony, what stuck out to you?
1: No, I I think so. Something that I really enjoyed as I got deeper into the game is like truly like the routes that you can take and and the way you can complete a level. So one of the coolest things that happened that will happen a little bit later in this video is you kind of get to like the rewire tools and you can really like do some fucking damage depending on like what what tools you have. So I was like, Oh, there's a fuck. There's so many guards here. And it's like on a bridge. It was when you get to the bridge after um this bathhouse um level. And I'm like, fuck, there's like eight people just standing right here. How am I gonna get around? I'm like, okay, let me go into the bridge, teleport across. I'm like, oh. I can rewire this thing from here. What does that do? And it just starts in their like turret thing turns against them and they start zapping everyone. And it's just like eight people dying. Dogs are dying. I was like, holy shit. That was awesome. Out of nowhere, their own technology just betrayed them. And that was so sick. Um, So that gameplay wise is like, okay, this game, like you have your routes and it's like really fun to like like oh yeah i could just snipe them i could try to sneak around i could create distractions or i could just like you know melt them all with their own shit that's awesome um narr- so gameplay wise that was my who my my like moment that i was like you know the endorphins are running and getting pumped up moment of truth yeah yeah i was like yeah this is fun murder is great <laughs> yeah and then so like and also when you first get I guess like related to like just like causing destruction and, and, and chaos is um so I guess I'll have this be tied when you first return to that, that like the city or whatever, um, the place you go on like that first, like on the second mission, you kind of go right back to it. And I was like, that's weird. We're going right back to the same place we were. You're like, oh, yeah, there's more chaos as you cause like more destruction. And there's like, like all the weepers are like on the bridge. So they're like blowing them up and shit. I was like, what? there was just guards chilling off their own bodies there before. Now there's like a full blown war happening on this bridge and the like explosions and body parts. Um, so I guess related to causing chaos mechanically, narratively, the chaos is really interesting too. And I kind of wish I got to play more to explore that. So I will say murder is both narratively and mechanically my favorite
0: part of the game and stuck with,
2: <laughs> it stuck with me. <laughs> Uh, That's what I like to hear.
0: Fair enough, Greg. What you got?
2: Okay, so my gameplay moment uh, was one that was in the part both my are in the party level actually. There's a level where you need to uh defeat um you need to get rid of an informant, somebody's lover, uh and uh she's one of three sisters that are throwing a big party. But before you show up, uh one of your allies, Lord Pendleton is like, "Hey, uh you know, I'm a noble. Uh listen, here's a letter. There's a guy there. He might be looking for me. Could you could you hand him this letter?" And I was just like, sure, I love doing side quests like this. This rules. Um, so I show up and I see the guy and he's like sitting outside in the courtyard having a drink. He's got two bodyguards or whatever. Uh, this is one of the few missions where you're like um, you're in a, like a neutral zone. So as long as you like be chill, like nobody will attack you on site. Um, so I like walk over to the guy and he's like, what's up? And so I hand him the letter and he reads it and he goes, Lord Pendleton, you fucking lying coward. And he walks over to a box, opens up the box. There's two pistols inside. And the, the other guard's like, okay, ten paces apart. The Lord Pendleton Second will uh, pick his weapon. And so you have a duel with this dude. And, like, I, I hadn't been using guns a whole lot, but I was like, oh, we're just dueling? I can just duel in this neutral zone? And, yeah, you, like, walk ten paces apart. And, like, you're, you're presumably supposed to use his pistol. And so, yeah, it was, like, a really, it was, it was a really fun little moment. Cause I was like, oh, I can just, I, I, I can shoot this guy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then for my narrative moment, cause it's like a purely narrative thing. Both of them kind of bleed into each other, but, but the, the narrative of this thing is what stuck with me. For each of your high value targets, uh, as we said, the mission layout is you start off at A, you need to get to B, there's stuff in between. This guy was one of the things between, but my actual B, the target I was going for, you can always non-lethal them by doing something convoluted, but ultimately very interesting. But you can always, like, it's the, the idea is the non-lethal way just uh, removes them from the equation. So, like, the first guy, uh, you, like, brand him or whatever, and so he's, he's, like, he in such a way that his religious order doesn't accept him. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do something like that. And there's the non-lethal route here is one guy walks up to the party and he's like, hey, I don't want you to kill this woman. She's the woman I love. Could you bring her to the cellar alive? I have a boat. I'll whisk her away. I promise you'll never see us. And I was like, I'll I'll help this young lover. Do a little puzzle to like get her to join me in the cellar. I like knock her unconscious with a sleep dart. And I'm like, hey, buddy, don't worry. She doesn't know where she's going. And he's like, great. Thank you so much. You've done a good thing. She'll learn to love me one day. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> what <laughs> And he sails
2: away. And I was like, oh, he's a phantom of the opera. I was like, wow, these non-lethal roots are actually really dark. Oh, this was the darkest shit. Possibly worse than just killing her. Wow.
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably. Oh <laughs> my Holy <fucking> shit!
1: <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting that.
3: Um, such a great moment. Kai, okay. um, <laughs> what you got for? <laughs> oh
4: fuck! Um... <laughs> I think I guess gameplay. I, I I just really enjoyed like eavesdropping on people. I think just listening to people's conversations and kind of getting narrative from you know any way I can squeezing it at, you know. <laughs> get blood from a stone type of thing, like, just listening to people talk and stuff, like, I kind of started to piece things together of, like, the Empress is also a bit shit. Like, if you kind of, like, they were talking about, like, how Solokov does these terrible rituals underneath, like, abbeys to, and, like, he's obviously, like, you know, has people kidnapped and does experiments on people and stuff, and he was doing that before, when the Empress was still in power, and, like, if you look at, like, the Overseers, like, they were still kidnapping children and like torturing people under the emperor. So it's like, like, I guess it's like, it is like grimdark, but like, do I really care? Like about, like everybody's going to be a tyrant no matter what, but I guess that's just, I mean, that is just royalty. So
0: e.
3: that's
4: how it works. But um just listening to people talk and kind of figure stuff out. And meet the new boss. same as the old boss. Yeah. I'm still living in monarchy by the way. It's <laughs> sick. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and gameplay wise, I guess, when it says stands out like does it have to be positive because i have a thing that really fucking annoyed me i you know when you have to go collect the rat guts to poison that you don't have to sorry when i went to go and get the rat guts to poison the thing um and I went into this guy's house and naturally killed everyone. I didn't kill the maid. And the maid was kind of freaking out. And then I just walked past her and she went, ah, oh, and sort of fell over. I was like, oh, sorry. I was like, oh, this is the wrong way. Walked back, bumped into her again. She's like, ah, oh, and then fell over again. And I bumped into her a third time and she fucking died. And <laughs> I, I listen, you know, I get I'm a beefy, you know, Corvo is a big guy. But I'm if you bump into someone three times in a row, it doesn't fucking kill them.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
4: like So I wasn't sure what to do. So uh, that was just the end of my like, okay, there's no point. Like, I walk into people and they fucking die, so I'll just kill everyone in sight. But that that kind of annoyed me a bit, because it's like, that's not exactly fair. Oh, and the other thing as well. Sorry, this is another thing that narratively annoyed me. Was Who's the guy that you have to kill his brothers? And he's like, oh yeah, you're going to have to kill my brothers. Lord Pendleton, the same guy who sends you in as a second for a duel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Lord Pendleton was like, oh, you're going to have to kill my brothers. You're going to have to kill my brothers, that sucks. And then I like, do it, and then he goes oh you killed my brothers what the fuck like <laughs> you fucking told me right? to
2: what do you expect yeah he's like I, not, like I wish I could thank you but I can't I'm not going to it was <laughs> your, your, your fucking idea dickhead like
4: <laughs> so that that pissed me off because it's like don't tell me to do a thing and then go oh I wish you hadn't done that thing and it's like I don't know mate I don't know what you want fuck it that, those two things
0: kind of stood <laughs> out to me and that they annoyed me that reminds me a lot of uh, Spec Ops the Line. oh yeah, where, that, yeah. You know, it's like oh hey you're gonna have to do the do. The, you're gonna do this terrible thing, and then afterwards, like, oh no, you did the terrible thing, and it's like, you <laughs> do, do you want yeah. me playing the game or <laughs> not? It, it's <laughs> yeah.
4: wasn't Wasn't that people's complaint about The Last of Us Two as well? It was like, oh, uh, like you kill a dog, and this goes, oh, you know Jeffrey, and it's like, well, I had to, well, I had to, cause well, <laughs> there's no other choice, like, yeah, it's that that kind of thing. Like
0: the moment that stuck with me, kind of, it's it's kind of both narrative and in gameplay it's when you first escape from the prison and you go and you're just like, you have to go meet these people. And there's a door there and you can use the keyhole mechanic, which is just looking through the keyhole and they will talk about you like, oh, we're, I'm not so sure. And it's like, why do we need this guy? Like he's, he's effectively an assassin. And it's just like, yeah, we need an assassin. We need people killed. Like it, basically like saying like, he's kind of, we're, we're going to use you as the character, as the player to do the dirty work. And throw you under the bus because that's what they need from you. And I have a feeling that was kind of, you know, implying some sort of betrayal later on because th- this just seems like that kind of game. Don't trust anyone. Everyone's ugly. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> let's let's just jump right ahead. If this is one in the series, we'd check out the other games. When you play Dishonored two or finish this game
2: i yeah i want to i want to touch the dlc for this uh because the gameplay was fun but also uh my desire to play the rest of this saga also comes from the fact that the story wraps up super abruptly like (laughs) it like straight up straight up uh for those that didn't get to the ends um you you have some kind of final confrontation that changes low or high chaos i hear you do it get emily emily get emily retrieved and then we immediately cut to the outsider in his normal normal man voice uh just being like just doing some summing stuff up and you see little tableaus in his like between space of like the future Mm. it's all good Uh, they all lived happily ever after for for me at least um uh, and then it just ends and there's a lot of plot points there's like a there's an entire character the 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 assassin uh the assassin that um killed uh the empress that like seems to have a lot implied for him and then he he, like you never get any of that and it turns out it's because he's the star of the dlc and apparently features in the other games so i want to play more because dishonored one gave me just enough to hook me but also too little to not leave me frustrated
1: (laughs) fair
0: enough (laughs) Brian.
3: yes so i would definitely so gonna follow the same track and gonna play the dlc because i never i never played it the first time around um so i'm looking forward to that And played the second one, I enjoyed the second one more than the first one. I thought they did a good job with the new enemy types, the new, I guess, infestation. So it's not rats, it's blood flies, which are way more terrifying to deal with
2: you you, you mean you can't just jump onto a sofa and hit them with your sword safely
3: (laughs) i mean you can just not safely the second one you know you have the choice of either playing as corvo or emily and depending on which one you choose you get different powers and abilities and stuff and i mean Emily's powers are pretty unique, especially the linking one is pretty good. And which I appreciate because that does add utility for the the non-lethal routes, too. So I felt like they balanced it a little bit more in the second game. So, yes, I would play the second one again, which I'm probably going to plan on doing another, another evil, very, very evil route.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll use it for murder. Kai, would you go back to Dishonored 2? Play it again. Or finish the DLC?
4: No, probably not. Just because it's it's not the kind of game I'm into at the moment. Like I think like every episode has been me going like it's not fast enough. <laughs> like you know before I was playing like fucking Doom Eternal, and now I'm playing Halo Infinite, and like I just seem to be very into mean quick games. Um, don't know what that's about, but I think I did enjoy Dishonored two a lot, and I think I seem to remember having the dlc to that which was like death of the outsider where you play a completely different character uh which i really i seem to I, I again this was ages ago but i really liked that as well um i did like dishonored 2 a lot probably won't even finish this game to be honest um, it's it's good like it's got it's got something to it i mean obviously like we all had mixed feelings but there was enough to keep us
0: interested yeah i mean we talked about it for an hours plus so <laughs> i hope so
4: i will probably just keep playing halo infinite <laughs> but yeah that's i think that's just gonna be the, the the
1: situation for a while
0: but yeah tony would you finish dishonored or give Dishonored? i feel a try? like i
1: because i had more fun with it today
0: yeah, especially after this conversation
1: i th- i think because i had more fun with it today while gathering footage for the stream i think i probably should revisit it in a different light and maybe do like low chaos or something like that or some, you know, maybe something more stealthy. So I think I would and and Dishonored 2 looks really good. I heard it's even better than the first one um mechanically it looks super fun um mechanically i'm okay on this so it really i guess would depend on if Dishonored 2's like progression system was like similar or if it was like a little bit different because i'm really not a huge fan of like the runes and the bone shards i really don't like the progression system of this game very much i think i was expecting more like metal gear you find your weapons and ammo and like you like do that uh, I don't know why I thought that would be it, but because it's stealth, so it's like okay, you have to go in and use the tools in in the in the area. But so
0: I, I'd say a staunch maybe. Fair enough. I if I can pick up Dishonored Two for like five bucks in a Steam sale, I will give it a try because it seems like it has fixed pretty much all of the gripes that I've had with this game. I don't think I'm going to go back and finish Dishonored One because, as stated, it gives me a headache and just life is too short to force yourself to play a game (laughs) (laughs) yeah life is too short to force yourself through media that you're not enjoying like games are supposed to be fun and i wasn't having that much fun with this as much as that sucks to say like and that's okay it's fine Mm -hmm. and that's where i stand with it
3: and honestly like if you want to like jump straight into the second one it automatically just defaults to like the good ending so like it, nothing from the first game transfers over to the second so you can just you can you can punt it out the door if you
0: curb stomp it whatever you can play the second one second one's fine all right now we're gonna turn this to audience questions i'm still mad at <laughs> <laughs> should be. Who betrayed you from Schwom in the chat? Nice thing about the game is that it allows you to play aggressive, passive, or kind of a mix. So how did how did you play and what did you enjoy or hate about like that play style? Brian, it seems like you played very well, let's, let's let's actually start with Kai because knowing just sort of the games that you play, I felt <laughs> like he played very aggressively.
4: Yeah, I think I think I, I made a meme of like um Tried to do a stealth run. I'll try to do a pacifist run. Got caught in the first mission. Now it's a murder run. So that is kind of my, like, you know, um, my sort of progression through it was like, I, I, I do enjoy stealth games, but I think the nature of doing this is like, even though a month is a long time, I still like, oh shit, I've got a month. So I just tried to get through it as quickly as possible, which to be fair, like, isn't fair. Like that's just my own, um, my own business. But like, so no, uh, very aggressive. Like I, I, the only time I would try and not be seen was just so I could get a better vantage point to start killing. <laughs> so like the gun is like an instant kill. For, like, so I just would get into a fight and then just shoot, you know, fight a bit, shoot. So very aggressive, murdering a lot of people, accidentally murdering maids, apparently, which I didn't think was like, don't know why that's fair but uh whatever yeah that was so very aggressive
2: very very fast-paced lots of teleportation
0: greg how do you how do you think you played a little bit aggressive passive or kind of a mix and how do you feel about it
2: and so starting off it was very passive because um you know you only have like you got your blink power and then i invested in dark vision because like you gotta have dark vision if you're gonna do any amount of stealth so for me a lot of the challenge was like it was like okay I'm sitting here waiting. I've got to like notice this guard's route. Uh, the Dishonor does the thing a lot of the times where like you, when you first show up, the guards will be doing something weird. Like they'll be talking to each other and then they'll go to their patrol. Uh, so it's like it was a lot of guessing of like, okay, are you going to stay here? Or is there, there going to be one person in this room soon? So it was really, really tense. And I, 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 did, I did really like it. I did really like it. And then um, as I got more powers, I got like the I prioritized, um, uh, I prioritized like agility. Uh, for jumping around and stuff. And then I got like. Uh, then I got uh, bend time. Uh, which is let's see, slow down time. Uh, and eventually stop time so so up until when i got that point i was just on like a, an ex, like a crescendo of like enjoyments because it was like it was like i can jump super high i can zip super far with the blink i'm like i i'm 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 confusing all these guys and then i got like bend time and i was like oh this is exciting i can use this for like escapes and stuff but like you know it's, it's not that powerful because it just slows them down and then i got stop time and i realized that i started getting really sloppy and uh, it kind of I kind of didn't have the thrill of like the 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 stealth runs in my beginning because it was like but then it was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to like I, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have to kill some people. How many people do I need to kill? Uh, I'm going to like ruin my 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 run. Um, but here it was like, oh, I'm noticed by like five guards. It's <laughs> not time. I'll run past you guys. Oh, the time stop ran out and there's still six guys that see me a bottle I stop time again <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it it unfortunately playing the way that I played like it got it was like really interesting got really really fun and then suddenly kind of petered out <laughs>
1: You'd have to, like, self-impose, like, a handicap just to, like, kind of get that old feeling back. You're like, oh, I need to stop using stop time. It's making the game less fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me, how do you think you've played? A little bit more passive, a little bit more aggressive? So, I try to be... Like, I didn't openly, like, go out and, like, just, like, mass murder. I tried to be really stealthy because I enjoy stealth. So, I was... Happy to kill people, but it wasn't just like full blown, like warfare in the trenches, like in the middle of the fucking, you know, throwing down grenades and you get throw like the traps that like spin and kill people like that wasn't my forte. It was, oh, I'm going to sneak around. I want to get the stealth kills because it's really satisfying. And I enjoyed that, though, my rel- reliance on that dark vision I was having fun stealthing, but I hated that I was relying on Dark Vision so much so that it was like, feel like it took away from that again. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of mixed, I guess. And it was just easier to just kill people.
0: Brian, you've got kind of an experience with both.
3: So, yeah. So I started out the game trying to be stealthy and only kill people that are in my way and I had no patience for. Turns
0: out that was everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> then I. As I don't know, like maybe like two or three missions in, I'm like, you know, I have all of these tools that doing stealth runs, you're just stock full of this inventory the entire time. And I like picking things up. So I'm like, okay, I started investing in uh wind blast, which is a spell that I would I never touched initially. And I'm like, eh, you blast wind at people. When am going to when am I going to use this? So as I'm like chucking grenades left and right, throwing those spring razor traps, just dicing people up. You go into a building where there's guards in there and you throw the like max level wind blast, it's the most hilarious <laughs> ragdoll <laughs> instant death. Do you love ragdoll experience? Uh. It is amazing. I was just like I used it once and I was like, "Oh. <laughs> oh, this worked out way better than expected." Like, "Oh my gosh." And yes, I also, you know, I had some spare time, so I would Trip, you know, rewire a wall of light, knock some guards out, and then just chuck them into the light. <laughs> and then another guard, guard, will walk by and be like, "What?"
1: I'll be like, "Sleep dart, drag them, <laughs> throw them into the light." So non-lethal sleep dart <laughs> to combustion. I, I I like picking things up, so I had to
3: obviously <laughs> use some sleep darts sometimes. So,
4: but for the for the rewiring. They didn't fucking learn that it had been rewired. So like, I rewired it and then stood on the other side and was like, "Hey, you see the line of people hey guys, coming? <laughs> this out." And then they start running. It's like, oh, the first guy disintegrates, and then I go, "Okay, the second guy." Oh, well, That's weird. I I'm not gonna disintegrate. And then the third guy goes, "Oh, those last two guys disintegrated." Well, I'm the different.
2: Guards are a through. special kind of stupid.
3: <laughs> and I noticed that at the beginning of the game, and I think I think it was the Sokolov rescue level where I did the same thing. And the first guard runs through, and then the other guards like suddenly stop, kind of do the weird, like awkward stare down, and then they're like, "All right, what can I pick up and throw at you?" And so they're like trying to throw shit at me, and it just gets dis. Integrated in the wall of light so then i'm just standing there like um okay uh wind
0: blast
1: just
3: like yes
0: i like i said i come from like thief gold and like metal gear solid old school stealth games so i played extremely passively i wanted to be a ghost which is why again i felt like it was pretty upsetting that like when you fail it was it's
3: so so difficult it was
0: fucking hard it was incredibly fucking hard. I made it through the entire... Doing that through the entirety of, like, just the prison escape was just very frustrating. And then at the end, like, you place the bomb and they all get, like... Everyone, like, notices you right away immediately. There's nothing you can do to stop. And it's like, well, I guess I'm running now. And it's like, cool, thanks, game. I guess. Oh, yeah, you cannot do that
1: stealthily. And you can't fight your way through it. You just have to run.
0: You can if there's no
3: one there to hear it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. But, like yeah just getting swarmed by like 17 guys of just like there he is we found him. And it's like ah, i guess so like that didn't help me but and i don't think that helped with my enjoyment of the game either but all right uh other question what did you all think of the different magic skills that we got and were there meaningful choices you had to make about which to use in a situation but thank you for that question shroom good question I think i think
4: i mentioned earlier but like blink was my best friend i don't think i used i used possession once just to see how it worked and then uh just yeah teleporting around most of the time um i don't know if that's just because i'm i'm not like yeah again my brain has been ruined by doom but um <laughs> just teleportation fast movement and then when you can upgrade the distance and it's like you know just go up onto like a roof and then just wait and then just you know, fire incendiary darts at dogs and overseers and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, I just like being able to like dart about and, you know, sprint and all this sort of thing. So, yeah, my- <laughs> the answer is no. I didn't make any meaningful choices. I just teleported everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. I did the same thing. I picked up Dark Vision. I picked up Blink. And if I had time, I probably would have gotten like Time Stop and used nothing else that's it.
2: I think the meaningful choices, the most meaningful choices are which magic you start off with, like what you start off with spending your runes on because that's going to be like your entire gameplay because yeah, I got the blink. I got the um I guess it's not like a magic power, but it's still like you still spend it with runes, like the agility boosts that like lets you near your base jump be big. The enhancement section at the bottom. Yeah, enhance the enhancement section at the bottom. Du- yeah, the yeah, double the, little, the like, double the jump, crazy high jump mixed with uh, extended blink just opens up a whole new world of like verticality and stuff. And that like, it felt to me at least that like definitely changed how I approached every single mission because it was always like get high, get high up, get high up, uh, <laughs> um, window window, you gotta get or window, high, gotta get high. Um, and then, like, by the end, I would gotten, like, after I'd gotten my, my, my time stuff all the way, like, I'd stopped time all the way. I was doing stealth, so I wasn't going to spend it on, like, any other enhancements. Uh, like, like, I was doing, like, low chaos stealth, so, so I was like, oh, let me get possession. And I genuinely didn't use it, just because it was like, well, level one possession. I can be a rat or an eel sometimes to go into the little, go into those little vents that I keep on seeing or I can just take off to the roof. (laughs) So like whatever you pick in the beginning is going to really impact, I think your approach, I think so. it's like a meaningful choice in the beginning.
1: Yeah. I think I'd kind of parrot what Greg says is like your initial choices is a huge factor into how you're going to play the game because doing one point or one ability into everything, you know, you don't really get the power of it. And that's kind of indicative of a lot of different RPGs, right? Like in Skyrim, like, if you know if you don't if you only go down one tree you get a very powerful version of that one ability but you're missing out on a ton of other things so i think it really is like your choice really kind of matters in that situation and um but but the only powers i ended up really picking i increased my health so that was like a, a few runes at the beginning and i didn't farm a lot of runes so i felt like the, my power choices were pretty limited because i wasn't farming for them like it was like oh you get two out of five you get three out of seven like obviously that's a lot of upgrades i could have done <laughs> yeah the guards are fucking terrible oh friend died <laughs> very skyrim very bethesda dumb ai um oh, but yeah. yeah i i ended up you know i had the blink and i had dark vision and increased health and that was pretty much my Entire playthrough. I liked upgrading the dark vision because, like, oh, I can see the traps, and that helped me be a little bit more tactical. Yes. Like, I can see where the—that's um, how I found out, which is like in probably probably won't get to it, but when I turned the turret on them, as I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's sick. And I enjoyed that. But yeah, I never I got possession, I think, or stop time and just never use it because I didn't like having to swap out the abilities on my bar. That was probably the most tedious thing is like I'm in the middle of combat. Let me stop. Let me reequip my gun because I'm out of bullets or I'm out of crossbow bolts. So I just ended up never like using any other powers because it's too tedious to switch back and forth. I feel like this game really wants you to focus on like two powers and then two like weapons or like. Uh, equipment so you know what i mean it kind of shoehorns you into that i'm used to playing like mmos where my the amount of keys i have is my my toolbox i have a, I have a goddamn 12 button mouse <laughs> like, being able to use that would be fun or like diablo where you have like you know a ton of abilities too and you can like key hotkey between them
3: a big factor into choosing your powers too is how you want to approach things like if you want to be stealth and non-lethal yeah your bread and butter is going to be dark vision and blink because why why not uh you will never invest in wind blast <laughs> i can tell you that because that is the opposite of stealth and so i i, I halfway through the game got a i had a more aggressive open play style. So then I invested into wind blast and devouring swarm abilities that honestly, I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't have touched if I, if I didn't accept just if murder
1: wasn't your prerogative,
3: three runes and you can make anyone disappear from death, like almost immediately. So like from the beginning of the game, the uh, blink is so good. Dark vision is almost vital. And if you're going to kill people like shadow kill and those are like you really don't want anything else because at that point it's just it's not going to really mesh well with your with your play style.
1: Got to kind of pick your build, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: And but like wind blast is still a viable Great spell in the circumstances, uh, mainly just indoors. Um, Devouring swarm is a great way of just distracting a bunch of people <laughs> and listen to their <laughs> screams down the hall. I, it, it, there's, I appreciate the versatility of like the uses of each of these powers. Like possession, I didn't know I can literally possess a guy and have him walk off the cliff, and I zip out before he just falls to his death. So, but it, it kind of teeters of left side of the power screen is your stealth and friendly powers and the right side of the power screen is
0: ultimate destruction it seems like all of us picked blink and there's not really any reason not to I I think they yeah. kind of force you to take it just because like
2: they force you to the first one right yeah it's yeah. a
0: tutorial ability
2: so it's like yeah. easy to upgrade it's I more think. movement <laughs> options
0: like it's it, it is the thing that they give you so like it's it's mandatory you're gonna be using it a lot that's just it's so helpful it's movement you can't take away movement like it's is just good thank you joe for the question and i think that is all so brian where can we reach you
3: uh well if i get caught for this triple digit death count crime uh prison (laughs) uh no yeah you can reach me at um at bam it's brian that's my instagram uh i don't have a tweeter unfortunately, but, uh, well,
2: we're fortunately Twitter kind of sucks.
3: You can use
1: ECA RPG.
3: Oh yeah. Or at ECA underscore, uh, RPG.
4: Kai, where can we find you? You can find me at my name is not Kai and that's Kai with a C and you can find my audio drama, um, at chain of being, and you can listen to it. Uh, we're all podcast. We're all good pod- podcasts are found. Uh, and you can listen to my sound art at Dinas on Bandcamp, which is D I N A S. If you don't like it, I understand. <laughs> I like it, so there we go. It's cool. It's yeah, fun. It's a lot.
0: Greg.
2: Greg, if you wanna find me on Twitter, it's a stacker candlestick, which you can see underneath me here. But also uh Ghost a Train, uh, which Guy has uh, as the uh, as his Twitter handle. Um yeah, run that, edit that. It's it's uh but Pride and Joy, it's an actual play, and if uh if you like Dishonored or you uh, learn to enjoy Dishonored or at least the setting uh i want to want to hear a tabletop that's in a setting very inspired by it <laughs> where are you fellas
0: <laughs> <laughs> we in it we deep in it tony how about you
1: i'm tony you can reach me at pretty much any fn related twitter instagram i run the Supersuits account i run the normal account and you can reach me at dakara smith um personally and
0: he, yeah i'm pretty easy to get a hold of <laughs> i've been guy you can find me at at ghost underscore train on twitter you can send us an email at disk space pod at gmail.com and pretty much nowhere else because i don't want to be found but <laughs> thank you all for coming we have been the disk space cadets and with that we are ejecting take care y'all
1: brought to you by and nonsense and Brian
3: Malave, part of the East Coast Adventures group, the Dungeon Master or Dungeon Daddy, as they call me, of the Traveler's Tales Dungeons and Dragons campaign.
4: My name is Kai gwynn Pritchard. I create Chain of Being, and you can find me at my
2: name is not Kai, and that's Kai with a C because I'm Welsh. Greg Carobus. I run and edit Ghosts on a Train. You can find me on Twitter at Greg Candlestick. Tony
1: DeCaro Smith. Marketing Director of Faustian Nonsense and player in
0: East Coast Adventures. Guy Swibel from Ghosts on a Train. At Ghosts underscore Train on Twitter. Thank you for playing.
1: Faustian Nonsense is a podcast network, an artist commune, and an incubator for creative projects. If you love what we do, consider supporting FN by joining our Patreon, where you can receive cute network pet pictures, behind-the-scenes content, or even access to a library of assets to use in your own projects. Without your support, the world of audio fiction will be overrun by corporate media drowning out indie creators. We need your help now more than ever. Visit patreon.com slash to become a patron.